What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yo, it's Izzy and I am excited for my guest today. Uh, It's someone that I met not too long ago and finally in person and met over on Instagram as well. And after talking to him in person and through a phone call and everything like that, it's been honestly just eye-opening and inspiring to hear his journey, starting a sneaker shop on the island of Puerto Rico and creating this community space for people that love streetwear and sneakers to come and, and just chill and hang out. So Javi, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. What are you, uh, what are you working on? Um, right now, uh, I'm working on, on running the shop. Um, as you mentioned, I have a resale shop uh, here in Puerto Rico in San Juan. Uh, we mainly do streetwear and, and sneaker reselling, but we also have um, accessories and different things. Currently working on for 2022 on growing our, our merch line. We launch our El Puerto uh, merch. We want to continue the growth of product selection. We want to have um, drops from different brands, not only mine, but that, my, that the shop serves as a space for other brands to to drop their own merch and um, and kind of collaborate between us in the future i expect that when hopefully this covid situation dies down or or becomes a little bit more normal that we can do um, some sort of community events and finally just continue pushing on on growing our community here growing our just our space and and all of the people involved with it let's go back a little bit uh, you started this this shop and you had this idea right before COVID and like before COVID really hit. So the first two weeks of you launching the shop, people are coming in like nothing. And all of a sudden you had to just stop, shut the doors. What was going through your head as a new business owner when that happened? So, um, yeah, like you mentioned, I, uh, we opened the, initially we opened the shop as a pop-up shop. Um, I've been into to streetwear and sneakers my whole life. Um, I had been reselling sporadically um, throughout the years, but when I was given the opportunity to, to have the pop-up shop at, um, at Kraken here in San Juan, um, I had the mentality of I'm just going in six months, I'm going to test how the market in Puerto Rico is and um and see how it goes so like you mentioned the the first two weeks were great you know we started really small um and people were walking in i was feeling the support of the community 
I started getting clients and all of a sudden we get, we started hearing from the first week we were already hearing news coming from different countries, but our Puerto Rico was still under like, like a regular day. And then two yeah. weeks into it, we go into full lockdown and, and I was like, wow, man, <laughs> after I prepped the space, after I had worked everything, um, with the people at Kraken and everything, what do I do now? Cause yeah. uh, like, like everybody else, we didn't know what we were expecting. We didn't know if we were going a week too, and we're still under, under a pandemic, but, but definitely had to adjust, um, after like a few weeks of like the lockdown here in Puerto Rico was, um, I'd say a little bit more intense than most places in the world. So after a few weeks, we had to kind of start figuring out how we're gonna start making sales. So at that point, we kind of transitioned going in through, uh, into um, Instagram sales, just through the DM and, and, and meeting with people or doing like a, like a in-store, like a corner pickup kind of, I don't know if yeah. that's how you call it. And, um, and start getting the, the ball rolling again. Um, so yeah, definitely had to adapt. Um, afterwards, um, there was like the full protocol um, of masks, um, alcohol, temperature checks and all that stuff. But yeah, but yeah definitely we had to adapt. We're still adapting because um, here in Puerto Rico, we get executive orders from the governor every few weeks and at times the, it feels like the whole country is back to normal again currently we're still under we're under a curfew so all the business have to close at 12 so we kind of have to adapt like say week to week you mentioned you started as a pop-up obviously you were optimistic at the time that one covid wasn't going to happen but then two like you said from six months to a year actually hold like owning the shop, owning the pop-up shop, and then, then like figuring out what was next. So we're now almost two years in. What does the future really look like for the shop? So yeah, um, I, I, I started as a, as a pop-up shop and, and honestly, I, um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, like I mentioned, I have been reselling sporadically, but I, I, although I was born and raised here in Puerto Rico, I left when I was um, 19 to go to college and I lived for almost um, nine years in Miami. So coming back, I didn't know what the market was like, what the feed was, was going to be like. But um, after a year of just doing a pop-up, not knowing what the future was going to hold, like um, I, I kept it also this whole time as a side job. Um, luckily for me, um, I partnered up with the people at Kraken and they were able to help me a lot because I had a full-time job at the time. Yeah. And then after like four or five p.m. when I left, I would go to the shop and and be there. But but mainly it was a, a kind of like a side project for me. But the community showed up. They showed support. Um, they sales were picking up. Um, and and at that point, um, a little bit over over six months ago, during the summer of 2021, I decided to to leave my my full time job just to. To dedicate myself to the shop uh, full time, and um, and yeah, it's been a challenge, but um, we expect to to continue growing the the shop, and as I mentioned, continue growing the selection, continue bringing in uh, great product, and continue growing the community that that supports us. You know, so the state of sneakers and streetwear on the island is a little bit different than 
up here in Milwaukee where I'm I'm recording or even down in Chicago or anything like that. So when you launched, did you have a different kind of viewpoint as to like what sneakers and streetwear really look like for the island? So so yeah, it, it's it's very uh, unique, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few factors that 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 come that come up when we have this conversation. I believe that um, the main one is that we don't have sneaker boutiques here. Um, let's say we don't have resale boutiques as a flight club or stadium goods or something like that. That's an established big box resale uh, resale store. And we also don't have like community boutique shops, say um, in Chicago, you mentioned Fat Tiger or uh, St. Alfred's or stuff like Mm -hmm. that, you know, or we don't have a Atmos or anything like that. So it's very different here. Here we only have a few big box retailers like uh, Foot Locker, Champs, uh, Foot Action. I believe now we have like one or two finish lines. So we mainly get the GR stuff. Um, it doesn't exempt us from some like like the typical um, Jordan 11 drop we got on Christmas or the great Jordan yeah. ones. But big collaborations or any collaboration per se, we don't get it. Um, any Yeezys, for example, we don't get them here. So everything has to be imported. That's where resellers come into and, and they start bringing a product that we don't have here. So that's the main big factor. So... Although we used to have a, a boutique back in the day called um, th- uh, Treats in Plaza Las Americas, they never had a huge like sneaker account. Like They never had a Nike account. They never had mm. anything like that. They would bring other sneakers and other product, but, but we never had that space that, that brings the product. That's the first thing. I believe the second thing is also that the scene, although Streetwear has been around for many years, the boom in the scene it's more recent in Puerto Rico, so it's much of a younger scene. And yeah. and since we don't get that much product because we're an island and we're surrounded by water and the logistics of getting everything here makes it more complicated and more expensive, a lot of local brands have also exploded. And yeah. there's this creative energy to support local brands and support local shops instead of always going towards the big box retailers or the established um, brands and institutions. So it, it, like you mentioned, it's very different. Um, if you were to look at, um, at the streetwear scene and you were to place five random people here versus anywhere in the States, um, we might have some like common ground, but we might not look the same. And the last thing yeah. that's also super important, it's the weather. It's hot here 24 seven, the 365 uh, years of the day. So I don't know, any brand might do a, a super sick coat or some dope thick jeans and that's not gonna sell here ever because you're gonna be sweating and there's no purpose of wearing a coat or north face or anything like that because you're just you're just gonna sweat it um yeah so yeah so there's that i i I believe that those are the main factors oh and, and the last one that kind of very unique to us um there's uh the reggaeton has been booming for many years and we've felt the presence here in the island for 15 plus years, you know, for even since I was a kid. But reggaeton becoming the leading, one of the leading genres in the world and having a huge global impact is more recent. So I believe that if you were to look at reggaeton artists, they 
they look different than any of the other genres and 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 the people here kind of use them as a reference so that's also why well why the streetwear scene here looks uh different you know i was just having a conversation with camila from reebok and she mentioned that a little bit like just how the intersection of music and in sneakers and streetwear on the island has really boomed in recent years obviously with bad bunny with adidas and well with foot action and like there's a, a whole bunch of hopefully more discussions happening on a, a daily basis with these big brands so you said something before with me and you said being good no matter where your ground is and you also mentioned the the other small businesses and creators that that the island tends to support and lift up so when we talk about being good, no matter where your ground is, how does that look different on the island from a, a new creative standpoint, like somebody just launching their business on the island? So uh, great question. I believe that being good, no matter where your ground is, is is something that that's very important in particular to to Puerto Rico and everybody that's creating from the island. And I don't I don't say this in a way of excluding Puerto Ricans that are creating from outside the island, but the conditions in the island are very different. You know, let's start by the fact that the island in, in 2017 uh, was hit by hurricanes Irma and Maria, the entire island was totaled. We were exposed to a lot of problems that infrastructure problems and just the entire island had to be rebuilt. Afterwards, we got the pandemic, then we get earthquakes. So we've been hit with a lot of weather situations that have really affected the island and kind of had put, I'd say the creativity um, kind of in a second, uh, in a second space because it's more important to rebuild your house and, and your own space, you know? Um, at the same time, like I mentioned, we our, our space is very different. We have, we're a small island, although we have a huge impact on throughout the world. We're a small island, we're only 3 million people. So the traffic here for a store is way different than, a, than the traffic that a store in Chicago will receive or New York or Miami, etc. So you kind of have to, to adjust to that. But as any successful uh, team or any successful business, it doesn't matter in the situation that you're put in. This is where your creativity must come in and how you have to adapt to the situations in order to, to stay afloat. You're mentioning these creatives that are creating from the island. Who are some of those that people should know about? I believe uh, from our space, um, there's, there's a skate brand called Gone Supply. Um, there's another skate brand called Fiction Theory. They're, they're both doing a great job. Um, there's a more streetwear brand called No Drama, which we like a lot. Um, there's, there's designers um, working um, that are doing... There's a brand called Crew. There's a brand called... There's a lot of brands. There's a lot of small brands doing it. There's also... Yeah. Um, some uh, shops uh, running it. I don't. I don't want anybody to feel like if I didn't mention you, you're not good or whatever. It's just there's yeah. honestly there's there's a boom of creative energy in the in the island around that's very unique. So there's a lot of people um, working it. Those people that I mention is because we keep a a a close relationship with and and their friends. They've become more than just partners or whatever. They're friends. 
And I want to highlight too, although they're not from the island, I, I not not that they're not from the island, but they don't live full time on the island. Um, definitely, yeah. Maldito Gido is is unique. I love what he's doing, and he's also become a a, a friend. And the people from Ofongo Kicks are definitely doing a great job as well. So, so yeah, there's a lot of creative energy uh, booming in the island, and um, and there's definitely uh, Puerto Ricans also in the states doing a hell of a job. Mm -hmm. Javi, if somebody hears this and wants to support you specifically, how can they get involved with your work and um, support and maybe shop the store? Um, so definitely, my my main my main point of contact uh, is Instagram. So you can follow us at El Puerto PR. Um, you can DM me uh, and and I'll make sure to respond and and. It, it doesn't even need to be to, to shop or anything. If you want to have a conversation or whatever, I'm always uh, looking forward to that. And I love meeting new people and, and hearing their stories. Um, so, yeah, definitely Instagram. What makes you strange on purpose? Um, man, I think what makes me strange on purpose is that I followed the route established by society of going to school, finishing high school, going to college, getting a degree, working a professional a professional job and putting towards your 401k and retirement and all these things that society just kind of pushes you to. Um, but it took me a long time to make the move to to run my own shop and um, but it just shows to, to it just shows that it's never too late to start uh, following your passions and dreams you know and so yeah I think that makes me strange on purpose. Thanks for jumping on the pod. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 